Welcome to the Voice of MPE podcast, a new podcast by MPE Merchant Payments Ecosystem. For those of you not familiar with MPE, MPE is the biggest event for merchant payment professionals in Europe. Voice of MPE podcast will bring you interviews with MPE conference speakers and stories of merchant payment leaders from around the world. Today we're talking about success stories of startups that originated at MPE conferences. And now, here's your host, regular moderator at MPE conferences and payment expert, Melisande Mule. Hello, I'm Melisande Moval, Managing Director of the Papers, and we are here today at MPE 2020 in Berlin, doing a special podcast with MPE speakers. And I'm here today with James O'Toole, Co-Founder and Chief Business Officer at ID Paul. So, so James, could you please briefly introduce yourself? Hi, and Melisande. A little bit about your company. Sure, absolutely. Great. So, um, yeah, as you mentioned, um, I'm one of the co-founders of IDPAL, and as the name might suggest, uh, we're an identity verification solution. Mm-hmm. So we help businesses to verify the identity of their customers in real time across any customer channel or indeed jurisdiction. Um, we use a suite of biometric, document and database verification checks uh, to ensure in a very robust, compliant manner that an individual, an individual is exactly who they say they are. So we're based in Dublin, mm-hmm. um, a growing team of 28 and counting, and yeah, it's been it's been quite a ride since uh, we were last here in Berlin at the MPE conference two years ago. Yeah, because two years ago in 2018, um, you were the winner of the Best Startup Innovation Award. Could you please share a little bit with us, how did it change your business? What changed after winning this award? Very good. Yeah, well, I suppose it's important to try and remind myself where we were two years ago yeah. um, you know we we eat breathe and sleep identity verification and all the various um, aspects to that from a from a GDPR and an AML perspective but mm-hmm. you know we are reg tech specialists but what we weren't at the time was industry um, specialists within the merchant payment space so um, you know we decided this we had heard that there was, you know, this was the event to go to if you're looking to engage with the market. And I remember at the time, you know, there was a couple of question marks about what were we doing going all the way to Berlin to a market that we hadn't any customers in to participate in an innovation competition when, you know, we had markets closer to home that possibly we should have been focusing in on. But that was the intention, was to engage the market, to gain exposure to the industry leaders, the thought leaders within this space. And from our perspective at that point, it was very clear that um, when you look, and even to this day, when you look around the various um, innovations coming out of the payment space, it's all about creating a really frictionless, seamless Mm -hmm. customer journey. But the first step in every customer journey is the onboarding piece. um, And that's where where we come in. So, um, you know, we were very honest, I think, in that pitch as part of the innovation corner. Is mm-hmm. This is the value that we bring, and we were looking to see if um, if there was a fit for us to deliver tangible value to the to the audience. And, um, you know, I'm delighted to say that was very well received. We, we won that innovation competition, and on the back of that, it really was a launchpad for us into this, into this market. Um, it gave us great exposure to... 
um, you know, a lot of the thought leaders in this space who give us advice in terms of, you know, what we would need to do in terms of tailoring our solution to the market. Messaging, uh, yeah. Messaging, mm-hmm. and as well as, you know, this yep. is, it's a, complica- it's a complicated market when you're coming into it fresh. So, you know, as the, the title of the conference, Merchant Payments Ecosystem, it's to understand, well, who are the different key players within that ecosystem? Who are the stakeholders that we should be engaging to um, you know to deliver our solution within this space so um, you know that's that was really the beginning of our journey um, and on the back of that it and subsequently because of the credibility winning you know winning these awards gives great credibility and I know in particular the MPE um, the awards are held in very high regard. The amount of meetings that we've been to since where when you're walking into a meeting and the first thing you see is that golden hand statue that is handed out to the award winners, you know, it's it's held in high regard. So that um, that exposure gave us access to some of the industry leaders within this space. And actually, on the back of that, we've been able to work with them, not just, you know, connecting with them to to you know understand more about the market but really to um, launch various uh, pilots and engage with them on a very you know um, active in a very active way to deploy and tailor and enhance IDPAL's offering so that it fits within the merchant uh, payments um, use case and, and customer journey um, so we've been working with the likes of AIB merchant service merchant services yep. who've been a fantastic partner of ours um, particularly over the last 12 months, we have, you know, really worked with them to prioritise our product roadmap to deliver a solution that really fits within their own context. And, you know, very excited to be rolling out across, um, not only within their own core business, but also across their partners. Can you Um, elaborate a little bit on sort of the use case that you developed for them? Sure. Well, it's, you know, one of the key learnings um, from that engagement was that um, the use it's it's more complicated workflow within merchant payments than what it typically is with their other customers in the prepaid space or in the banking space there are more stakeholders involved um, and more touch points mm-hmm. now one of the kind of key differentiators about the IDPAL platform is how flexible and customizable it is but even within that we have um, through the pilots and the, the subsequent rollout we've um, had to make subtle changes and enhancements that would um, make itself work for that context. So, for example, within um, AIB Merchant Services, they've got uh, stakeholders out in the field meeting with the merchants. So they need to collect that information, but they also have other channels, remote channels, where the merchants want to um, do their onboarding fully online. So you've got, that's the entry point for capturing all uh, the individuals and the merchants' um, identity and proof of address credentials. But then that needs to get passed to other stakeholders within the back office to ensure that everything, the, the, the submission is complete before final sign-off. Yeah. And then there's another team in the background which is finally signing off on that before it goes on for further processing. So many different touch points, many different stakeholders and... Um, I think what uh, attracted AIB Merchant Services to us is just how easily we could implement our solution and tailor it to their needs. But even still, there were some of those developments needed just to make it um, the solution it is today and working for them. So 
and that's been a great experience. We're also working with the likes of, of Elevon, who've been great partners of ours as well. Um, and, an, and a similar similar process, some common lessons, insights learned, and then some individual to the to the business itself. But again, on the back of that, we're we've rolled out across Elevon's European business, and we're now looking to further expand that with their parent company, US Bank. Okay. And what's next on the on your roadmap? And in, in, on for ID both both in products hey, you mentioned regional expansion to the US but um, yeah what yeah. other sort of uh, developments do you foresee for the future I think um, well there's maybe across three different areas in, in terms of ID as a team and, and on the people front we're, we're looking to grow um, you know quite significantly over them we're already growing but really um, bring in additional resources to support the growth trajectory yeah. which we're on and mm-hmm. um, so that's a big focus for us at the moment a large reason for that um, growth is because we're looking to expand into new markets such as uh, the US is going to be a big focus for us this year we're soon to go live um, in the Middle East with the bank there and of course continue our growth across Europe so um, in terms of market that's really where we're focusing in on um, how we're going to deliver that growth will uh, largely be driven through the engagement with our partners. Um, So, for example, we're working with Finergo to um, deliver that uh, an identity verification solution for the Central Bank of Bahrain. We're Mm -hmm. a very exciting project where they're looking to establish um, a national identity utility. Um, So we're we're effectively... a key component to a wider solution to enable what's a very exciting project there in the Middle East. So it's for multiple banks. Exactly, all all feeding into the one one platform. Um, But that's just one example of um, we've got multiple different engagements where um, we are a key enabler for these wider, uh, very ambitious projects that we're seeing um, across the identity verification space where... um, whether it be within the US in the credit union space, um, you know, or in the Middle East, or indeed closer to home, we're engaged and in advanced discussions. Again, national identity utility seems to be the the where the market is going. Yeah. Um, which look is very exciting for us. It's what we focus on to date, and I think what's giving us the traction that we are getting is being able to uh, really robustly verify an individual's identity. But of course, we can reduce that down to less than a minute from from start to finish. But again, it's all about how can we make it faster? How can we make it more seamless? So um, there's a lot of talk about, you know, reusing those verified identity profiles and how can we enable that in a very secure, safe manner across, you know, um, various platforms, which will invariably include blockchain amongst other technologies. So that's, that's uh, you know, over the coming years, I think we'll see much more of that, not just a seamless initial verification, but using biometric identifiers for um, authentication of somebody's identity uh, for multiple use cases thereafter. So whether that's in, that could be in a sort of a utility a network huh, that, that's being used across all the... Yeah. Participants. If, if you could imagine, um, so going through the, the typical process of, you know, picturing your, your driving license, uh, blinking into a camera to do the biometric checks to make sure you're a real-life person yep. and that you're a true likeness of the person on that validated identity document and then database checks to verify somebody's address. We can do all that rather seamlessly in about a minute. 
but at that point onwards then it's working, IDPOL working with other partners to use biometric identifiers to then reuse that um, verified credential or token for use across you know, a much wider uh, set of use cases. So quite literally, you'd be able to authenticate your identity in the blink of an eye using the facial biometrics. Okay. Um, what other trends do you see in, these, in, this, in this customer identity verification? You mentioned biometrics. Um, yeah, well, look, it's the, 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 the two key pieces of regulation driving, um, our, I mentioned at the beginning, we're a reg tech specialist, you know, technology yeah. company. On one hand, you've got uh, anti-money laundering regulation, and that's only going in one direction. You know, it's, it's broadening the net of who is, you know, the, the triggers for needing to comply with AML and the industries, indeed, that are being yeah. pulled into that net. So... That's that's only going in one direction, which is more and more robust compliance. Now, on the other hand, you've got GDPR, which is um, you know one set of regulations saying we need to know very personal information about an individual. You know your most sensitive PII, uh, personally identifiable, identifiable information. On the other hand, you've got GDPR, which is saying you need to be very careful about what information you hold on a customer. You need their consent. Yeah. So there's. Uh, they are coherent, but also there's a healthy tension between both regulations. And I think what we're seeing, um, you know, the reason why our, our customers are coming to us is because we're not just a technology. You know, it's not just a biometric technology building block that you can take and then need to build or the document verification. It's, it's a complete end-to-end solution that has the complexities around those regulations baked into them. Um, so that, in essence, you're getting a business solution that focuses on the outcome of how can I onboard my customer in a compliant... First and foremost, how can I onboard my customer in a very frictionless, um, real-time manner? But also, of course, that's got to be in a very robust, compliant manner as well. Um, And I think the fact that we're delivering a business solution focused on outcomes as as opposed to just um, handing the tech the technology for the business then to have to figure out how can this work within their own space. So um, I think businesses are looking for business solutions and they're also looking for solutions that are modular and flexible that can fit with other um, complementary offerings. Yeah, and basically for companies that really understand uh, this ecosystem, uh, understand the challenges. Interoperability, um, you know, because I think there's an increased awareness of... um, you know, there are companies out there who focus on a particular part of the puzzle, whether it be for the customer journey or in the back yeah. office, whatever. And these all need to hang hang together and work together. Um, and there's there's more value to be had out of working with uh, these specialist solutions that can all um, play together, rather than a you know a one stop shop that maybe doesn't do any one thing particularly well. Um, and look, Salesforce have got a fantastic model that's based on that premise you know and yeah. and they're they're certainly another partner of ours and certainly one where we see great opportunity going forward okay well the future looks bright for you guys so uh, thank you so much james for this uh, conversation and uh, have a great rest of the show thank you very much thank you thanks for joining us this week on the voice of mpe podcast powered by mpe MPE is the biggest European conference and community of merchant payments professionals. Make sure to visit our website www.merchantpaymentecosystem.com. 
where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. If you like the show, you might want to check out Positivity Magazine video interviews where you can read and watch more success stories directly from merchant payment ecosystem speakers and industry leaders.